are listening to Life Chat, a podcast produced by Illinois Right to Life. My name is Savannah Dudzik. I am the communications assistant at Illinois Right to Life, and today I am here with Electa Misha. Electa, can you start by introducing yourself and maybe just share a little bit about your story? Well, um... That kind of put me on the spot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was ready for this. Trust me. Um, so when you sent me that email, I'm going to just start off with that. When you sent me that email and said, give you a short bio, I was in there like, what can I say about myself? Like, who am I? So that's why I was born. That's why I said, like, with this finding myself, finding who I am, like, yeah. my story is my journey, if that makes sense. You know, my story is um, just... I'm learning more and more about myself. I don't want to say I know who I am because in reality, as of right now, I don't. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going through challenges and I'm going through this journey to find who I am. I was just in the car with him, um, you know, talking about this and just saying how just what I've been through, what I'm going through, what my name means, my name means mother of love, okay? That's wonderful. Yeah. And um, just a moment of realization to myself, realizing that what I've been through is because of what my name means. I am filled with unconditional love, you know? So I, I, I was born in a family full of hatred. I was born in a world full of hatred. It doesn't even just stop at my family, you know? It, it just, even in our everyday world with the killings and the robberies and all of that, it's like, I was born for a reason. I give unconditional love just naturally, you know? Not expecting anything in return. If I, if I told you, like I did tell you this morning, like, hey, you're beautiful. <laughs> I genuinely mean that. Like, I would tell strangers at the store, like, hey, you're beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. You're 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 beautiful. Like, smile, because we need more of that in our life. Where I come from, what my family, you know, treated, how my family treated me um, for years of my life, you know, more so of my, on my father's side, mm -hmm. as well as my mother's side, um... I, I felt really ugly, you know, mm -hmm. because that's how they would, that's what they would tell me. That's how they would make me feel purposely because they saw a light in me that they they didn't want. You know, it's, it's what I say is negative forces out there that sees positivity and wants to dim that out, you know. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Wow. Well, that's a lot. No, I remember... When I heard, I heard your story. So Electa spoke at the Project Love breakfast this year. I, I think did. we'll talk a little more about that later. But when I heard you speak, I remember I was up there taking pictures. And I was like, wow, we need to have her on our podcast. Because you just, the way you speak, the way you just talk with so much love and with so much hope. I think everyone needs to hear. Girl, yes. I'm not even. I, I, I believe that in myself. Honestly, when I speak, I was just telling him this is earlier that sometimes I feel like somebody else takes over. That's, that's who I'm trying to find, okay? Because when I speak and when I get up there on that stage like I did, it's like, Okay, so growing up, I had major stage fright because of the family I grew up mm -hmm. around. So I grew up in a... In a, in a church but they like to call it a temple and um 
my father was the bishop, is the bishop. Don't let that title, all right? Yeah. Don't let that title confuse you or, you know, don't don't expect anything from that title because mm-hmm. there's way more behind that, you know? So growing up, his sisters, his 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 sons from another mother, they would frighten me on that stage. They would, like, I would be on the stage because I can sing, you mm-hmm. know? So when I would do the programs, I would sing, and I'm talking about hand shaking, the insides of me is shaking, the the feet, my feet's turning cold because it's like I see these angry faces staring back at me. When I'm trying to genuinely do something good and uplift people's spirits, it seems like I'm doing the total opposite, but I'm not. It's because they don't like that. You know, they don't want that in this world. So, yes, I feel like when I go up there and I speak, because of so much fear I have when I go up there, when I get up there, it's like somebody else. Like Beyonce, for example, you know, she's Sasha Fierce. (laughs) Okay, when she gets on that stage, that's not Beyonce, that's Sasha yeah. Fierce. So in that, in that, well, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, you, well, you know, you're proving it here today because you're just speaking about, you just came here willing to talk about your life so openly and to yeah. talk about your beautiful baby. Um, and so, Alecta, thank you for that introduction. We're going to discuss a little bit more about you and about what you've done and about your beautiful baby. But first, to our listeners, I want to thank you for your support of our podcast. If you have any feedback on our program, or if you would like to recommend future guests on the show, please let us know by emailing us at info at IllinoisRightToLife.org. So now, Electa, why don't you tell us a little bit about your baby? Maybe tell us her name and tell that story. Of course, because I love my little angel, I swear. She is like the light of my world. Her name is Amira Safia Davis. Okay, um, when I found out I was pregnant, I'm not going to lie, I was terrified, okay? However, from a child, I love children, okay? Like, I was a little child loving children. Like, I I see little girls like that today when it comes to her, and I can't help but to just let them hold her because I know that was me, you know, as a little girl. Like, oh, my God, can I hold your baby? Don't worry, I'll change the diaper. Like, I was that person. Like, I genuinely love children, and vice versa. They love me, okay? So when I was pregnant, it was like, I wanted to feel terrified. I wanted to feel, you know, this sadness, but somewhere in me, I just couldn't. I I was just shocked, you know, because I was just like, wow, I'm really doing this. Like, I just started something, you know. And um, when I went to show him the pregnancy test, I was still feeling that, that feeling. And at the time, I was, I was, we were not in the best position to even have a baby so that's why I was really scared and terrified because I'm like oh my god my baby is gonna be so embarrassed of me I'm not gonna have I'm I'm not I'm not fit for a parent you know Mm -hmm. so um but I still had this other this other voice in me that was just like no this is what you wanted this is what you you need in your life and which is true don't get me wrong um there's been times that I've had my doubts just like I said, like I felt like I just wasn't ready, like I felt that this was a mistake. But I knew nothing is ever coincidental. 
Like everything happens for a reason. And I see that in my everyday life. You know, I read I read books and it's this one particular book called At the Feet of the Master. So for those that are listening, please, <laughs> please, please, please read that book. It will change your life. It will be the start of change. You know, I look at it as a guide that for the rest of your life you will always have to go back and read that because he sheds he shares some light. And, and introduces you to this spirituality, to this world that we also need to balance with our physical reality. So although in this physical reality it just seems like this, there's no way possible I'm going to be able to raise a child. There's no way I can do this. I'm, I'm not going to do this. But that's the thing about spirituality. All things are possible. You know, you when they literally say, if you can believe it, you can achieve it. That is so true. Once you tell yourself a mind is the power is a powerful thing. So once you tell yourself like, hey, you know, I will do this. I can do this. You will. It's just that simple. You know, I'm not going to say you say that and then you just be like, okay, I'm going to wait for something to happen. I'm going to wait for it to fall out the sky. No, you have to put that work in, obviously. But just know as long as you keep believing in yourself, everything else will fall. Everything else will, will fall in your favor. You know, everything else will, will fall in your grace. And I believe in the universe. I believe that someone is up there watching me and wanting. It's this song by um, Kilani, I believe. Kilani and Ty Dollar Sign or T.Y. Dollar Sign. I'm sorry. I don't even be knowing <laughs> their name like that. But um, he just says, you know, the universe must want me to win. I'm happier than I've ever been. And it really stuck with me because I'm like, there's no coincidence that this song just crossed my path, right? right? So I'm like, yeah, the universe must want me to win. And once I got pregnant with her, I knew I had to change. I, okay, before I go on, okay, uh-huh. I'm, I, I see myself starting to do it. So I'm just warning you guys that I will definitely reference Books, songs, and movies. Okay, <laughs> those are my teachings. Okay, those, those are, are my teachings. Life. Yes, yeah, seriously, course. honestly, uh, movies and shows. Honestly, I feel as though those are visuals for me. Those are they're like documentaries. Even Flash. Okay, laugh at me if you want. I don't care. I'm a Flash <laughs> fan. Okay, they talk about literally that spirituality, the scientifical spirituality. What makes spirituality spirituality, you know? It's certain things that cross my path that I know it's not coincidental. I know it's not for any any reason. It's because right. of what I ask for, what's on my mind, because what we put out in that ether is bound to come back. That's that's what karma is, you know? Mm-hmm. What, you, what goes around comes around. Anything you say, think, or do, that's gonna that energy is gonna come back to you, whether it be good or bad, mm-hmm. you know? So I try to focus on the positive in life and I and despite of what I went through when pregnant with Amira I told myself you know um we're gonna do this we can do this I used to talk to her while she was in my belly like don't worry like I promise you I promise you I will be the best protector hero that you need because I wish I had that wow that's so beautiful no, your Thank story you. is just Thank so you. beautiful. Thank every you. time Thank every time you explain more, I'm just wow. <laughs> yeah, so I um Amira, I meant to mention that when I said her name. 
Um, means full of life, abundance, prosperous, and pure. Wow. Sophia means pure. It's in Arabic. So okay. when I was found out I was pregnant, and at the time of finding her name, I'm like, hey, my name is pretty unique. So for my first child, she got to come just as strong, you know? <laughs> so I was already learning the Arabic language. And um, when I was pregnant with her, it, something just told me, like, look at Arabic names, you know, start there. And when him and I were looking through names, I was just like, he, he wanted Amira. He really wanted that name, Amira, Amira. I'm just like, <laughs> but it's pronounced Amira. Oh, like, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. what you like, but mm -hmm. that's not what it is. Mm -hmm. So by the time I had her and he watched, because, you know, this is his first child as well. So right. he, for him to actually be standing there and witnessing that, he just told me at the end of me going through what I went through, he was like, you know what? Whatever you decide to call her, that's what we're doing. He was like, I'm proud of you. You did so good. And I was like, hey, Amira, it is. <laughs> Wonderful. That's so good. He's so supportive. Yeah. So tell me a little bit um, about how you found Project Love, how that plays into all of this. So um, I, him and I, we moved into our very first apartment. Oh, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized. Him, you him. I keep him? saying him, you right? Introduce him. <laughs> Our listeners oh, are probably well. like, who is him? Who is he talking about? I, I, I apologize. That was a fault on my no, end. Him, quote unquote, is my husband, Tajuan Davis. And um, he's been my partner, my ride or die, best friend this entire journey. He's been my high school sweetheart. Oh, since I was so a freshman, High so girl, best. yeah, it wasn't easy though. Look, don't let it fool <laughs> you. No, you were a freshman too. Yes, he was a wow. sophomore. I was a freshman, wow. and um, what made uh, our love so strong is he he didn't grow up in the best environment mm -hmm. either. He actually grew up in a worse environment. I would oh, say, wow. um, to the point where he had to you know share a bed sleep on the floor with like his cousins grandmas and mom and all and all in one house you know mm -hmm. so he felt kind of dimmed out like nobody could see him mm -hmm. but then i came along and i gave him this unconditional love and this this so much care like i just genuinely care for people i genuinely love people and when i met him it just it went up from there and We've been through our, our hardships, as any relationship do, but we always focus on the mission, and we focus on the goal, and I feel like that's where our strength really comes from, you know? That's so beautiful. So, I, I feel like I no, really wouldn't be in this that's, position. That's so, you know, that's so encouraging because I think, um, I think that's so encouraging for our listeners to know mm -hmm. that, you know, you had someone by your side. You know, yes, yes, you were pregnant, and you just felt so alone, but he was always there with you. He, like that's, he that, was. And that shows so much about your relationship and your your bond together, that you guys were strong yeah. enough to handle that in your relationship. Yeah, wow. honestly. He's, he's, when I will feel like, honestly, I can say it. Um, it's not always easy to say, but um, I, I've been, I'm not going to say been, but I was suicidal from the age nine, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, that's where my anxiety grew and, and uh, risen from. And at times, I wouldn't have, you know, when I would, I only had one anxiety, like major anxiety attack at school. And, you know, he was there. But from there, I don't like people seeing that side of me. Because, you know, as any Leo, my son is a Leo, but my moon is a Pisces, okay? okay. And the moon is your emotional stem, like what 
what people see that gets close to you, you know. Mm-hmm. But my son is what I just what 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 the sun shines on me, you know, what I come off as. So my Leo in me is very strong and prideful, so I can't feel weak at no given moment. Like, if I start to feel that way, I got to toughen up, suck it up, keep going, you know. But at times, for people like me, I I struggle with that, you know. It's not easy being me. I actually read a book when I was a little girl. I don't know if you know that book. I think I've heard it's not it. easy it's not being easy. me by yeah. Dr. Seuss. I isn't that not, it's not easy being a bunny. It's one like that yeah, as well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, I know that um, one. I don't think I know the one that says it's not girl, easy. Girl, my mom she used to put like she used to have me read read books. So I yeah. any books, I trust me, I can go way back on y'all. But um, no, honestly, you know, it wasn't easy being me and. I love him for that alone because when I will have my anxiety attacks, when I will break and feel like it's it's over for me, he will be there. And he will be wiping my tears, you know, wiping my snot, okay? That's love. That's real That's love. That's real love. Um, right. And just, you know, telling me, like, it's okay and, and comforting me. And that's what I, I never really had. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for Maybe. sharing that. Thank that's, you for sharing that about yourself. <laughs> that's wonderful. All right, Alecta. So now we are going to talk a little bit more about Project Love and your involvement yes. with them. Back yes. to that. Back <laughs> no, to no, that. no, no, no. You're good. <laughs> um, but first, I want to say a little bit about Project Love. Mm-hmm. Project Love is a grant program of Illinois Right to Life that supports women in unplanned or crisis pregnancy situations. Project Love was founded in 1996 by the late Mary Bliss out of her love and concern for pregnant women in difficult situations. Please donate to Project Love and Illinois Right to Life's other programs to help women of Illinois who are in crisis pregnancy situations. So now, let's hear your story in regards to that. How did you find Project Love? Um, what difference did it make in your life? All that sort of stuff. It made a huge difference. Let's start by that saying that. <laughs> so if anyone is out there that's listening to this, trust me, like the help is out there. You just got to look for it. Yes, it is. When I was living, when we found our first apartment, I was pregnant. I was, I was pregnant and stressing, okay? And mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to stress because I knew that would harm my baby. So I was doing my best. I was praying. I was meditating hoping that someone above is watching over me and and really hears my cry that I don't want anything to happen to my little baby. Like, I want her to come out strong, beautiful, intelligent, healthy, and happy, you know? And the universe heard my cry, and that's how I got in tune with Project Love. So I can't remember specifically, but I was just... The reason why I can't remember specifically is because once COVID happened, I was pregnant. I really didn't have, you know, a job. He got laid off because of COVID. So we were, we really didn't have anything, you know. And even our unemployment at the time stopped paying me for like two months straight. So bills, rent, everything could not get paid. And you know, you have people out there that don't understand, like that has these jobs and be like, well, I have to do this because my job's done. And that's why I can't stand jobs. But back to the, (laughs) back to the, the matter at at most. But, um, 
So I, I was just calling Catholic Charities. I was calling all these different resources. Like I was every crack of dawn, I would be on the phone, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., as soon as places open, like, hey, I really need assistance. Like, please hear me out. Like, I'm trying my hardest. I just need temporary assistance just to get back on my feet. And I promise you, I promise you, like, I will, I will, I will succeed. I will use this help, and I won't just get lazy and be like, oh, well, they got it. No, I, I promise you. And, you know, I'm begging these people. And um, somehow I called Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities then introduced me to the Women's Center. Women's Center, when I had uh, an interview with Kathy, Kathy is the one who's real good friends with, uh, with Holly, I believe. And she, Kathy told me, she heard my story, and she's like, look, I know a place. I know somewhere that can really help you. It's called Project Love. Have you heard of them? I'm like, no, what's going on? Like, what do they do? She was like, well, they typically help people who tried everything in their will, tried everything in their power, and still has no luck. They, they tend to come in and, and save you and help you. But first, you have to try everything. Like, you got to right. look at everywhere and make sure that no one else can help you. So... And that's what I told her. I said, well, I did. That's why I'm here, you know? <laughs> like, that's why I'm right. here. Like, come on, spill the juice, man. But um, so she then contacted Project Love. I applied, and then Project Love reached out to me. And I'm not going to lie, there – I loved it. I loved the the parent the parenting. I I don't know how to how to label it, but um, when they wrote back, they were like, first of all, what were you thinking when you got it involved in this apartment?" And I was just like, "Hey, it was it was desperate times called for desperate measures." So I we were in a situation. We really had to move within a time frame. These were the only people that approved us because they knew that they were out for money. Okay, mm-hmm. so. Um, Long story short, that's when they came and they helped me out. And from there, you know, just with the few assistance that they did give, it took me a long way. That, that's what I asked for. You know, I just need enough. I just need enough because from there, then I can pick myself up. But right now I have nothing, you know. So I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is the end. And I was right. young. Like, I'm young. I am young, you know. And I felt because of the situations I was put through and, and the circumstances, like, I felt so old. Like, I gave up on all my dreams. I gave up on everything that makes me me. That's why when you asked me in the beginning, like, who are you? And tell me a little about yourself. I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. But I am I am finding myself, you know, because I lost myself trying to please others, you know, trying to 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 give people this love and them just draining the love and energy out of me for selfish reasons and then act like I don't even exist. So, yeah. Uh, wow. I kind of teared up a little. <laughs> I kind of did that a little bit, but I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. 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 Well, no, that's wonderful. And, you know, I remember when I heard you speak at the Project Love Banquet, I was like, this is, you are just such a perfect example of who we want to help, you know? We want to help women get back on their feet. We don't want to be a crutch for women. We want to help them. We want to give them that boost they need to get back on your feet. And look at you. Like, you're you're just a perfect example of how we, you know, you got that little bit of help that you needed. You got that encouragement. Shoot it off. And you just... And now look at your beautiful little family. Seriously, I, I, I'm starting my business, you know. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, yes, All I right. would. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been 
went through, and this plays a part into why I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working my last job. I was working at Wendy's. <sighs> okay. This is a little a little personal, but I I I'm down to share it because it it might be somebody out there, you know. Um. And that's why I feel like my gift is is a blessing yet a curse, mm-hmm. and um. I'm I'm very friendly. So with people that I work with, it's hard for me to not talk to you. You know, it's hard right. for me to not just be like, hey, you know, let's be friends. I didn't say let's be friends, but, you know, <laughs> that's how I come off. And I guess this guy, he he had some sort of twisted up fantasy in his head that when I said no, that meant yes to him. So what I'm trying to get at is I'm gonna just give you this short story because um, this was this was the day I went into work and I went I went straight I was running late for work and I went straight back and put my put my clothes up and all I hear as I'm passing passing up the office is the coworker I had two coworkers um, the, I, and I I would say his name honestly I'm I'm not afraid honestly I, I I'm 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 serious. I feel like if people was to hear this and see him, like, I need something done to him because he's still out there, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not fair. It's not. It's not fair how I got treated and, and shut out. I nearly got raped, you know, on the job. I, I nearly got raped. I got violated. I got assaulted. I was choked up in the women's bathroom. Oh my, my coworker that he was talking to, she walked straight past. She was 40 years old. I was 18. She didn't do anything? She told me her words, I quote. She said, girl, don't let no man put his hands on you. And went straight to the stall. I'm in the, I'm in the mirror looking at the red marks and scratches on my neck, crying. Oh, my goodness. She's 40 years old. I was 18. So when I say, like, justice needs to be done, it does because... I'm not gonna. It didn't take me long to to come out about it. It took me two days. This was the very first time that anything like this happened. I felt you just heard me mention earlier. I am a Leo, so when I feel weakness, I gotta suck that up and get strong. Right. But at that given moment, I felt hopeless. I felt helpless. I was mad at myself because I was like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I'm sorry if I if I can't say that, but I'm like, "What is wrong with you?" Like I was, t- I was mad at myself and angry at myself because I was like, "Why would you? Why would you let it get that far?" And it was out of my control. Now I, I, I have to accept that. Like it was out of right. my control. The man, he was like 23 years old, and I was 18. But he was, he was pretty muscular, and um, I, I, I didn't know how to come out about it, and I knew exactly how people were gonna react and how they were gonna look at me because. He was an African-American man, and I'm an African-American. I'm biracial, actually, okay. mixed race, not bi, because I got too much <laughs> too much in me. But um, people, when they see me, they automatically think she's black, okay? But they don't mm-hmm. really know what I'm made of. Right. So at this job, I was working with predominantly Hispanics and um, Caucasians. We didn't have no love, no, oh, no help. So, terrible. so when that happened to me, I got treated wrongly so it's sad but that is the reason why 
I started this business. I have a daughter, my firstborn. I have a young woman that one day will soon be in my shoes. She's beautiful already. Like, she is beautiful. She She's is. Gorgeous. She is. And it's just like I know people are out there that that don't care, like that they can't that can't help it and would do unimaginable things to her. And that's all I think about because I went through that. And I was like, you know, if I start my business now, when she by time by time she gets of age, she won't have to work for nobody because I see how we get treated in the workforce. All you care about is money. I'm quick to replace, but you can't you can't you can't help me. All they did they transferred me to another Wendy's. They did not do anything to him. Wow. He was still working there. Wow. I can't believe that. So oh my goodness. that's that's what really motivated me. I just don't like the concept of a job. That's why when I told you, I was like, I love how this is your passion. This is my passion, you know, yeah. You don't feel like you're yeah. forced. I felt like I was forced to go right. there, to be there, to to work there. I right. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. And when I had my daughter, when I got pregnant, I said, nope, something has to change. So that's when I, I started researching and learning more of spirituality. I started meditating more. I started... I started to change. I, yeah. I did a lot of changing because if I don't heal this trauma that I have, I'm going to trinkle it down to her, and she's going to have to go through the same. It's just going to be another cycle, another loop, you know, and she's too beautiful. She's full of life. She is her name, you yes. know, and I know there are people, there are demons out there that, that, doesn't, that doesn't like that. They would snatch that. They would dim her light. They would do anything in their power to make sure that she – doesn't exist that's how they that's how I felt you know and right yeah so what is your business so it's under here right everyone's like what is this business right right I apologize so um it's under re it's under reconstruction okay um because as I you know I, I'm I'm just starting so oh, I kind of right. did a, a test run. Yeah, right yeah. I, oh man, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, I started it up and I did sort of a test run. I was working all night and I was like, what name can I think of? It was my first name and I was like, spontaneously luscious. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. Right then and there, I was like, boom, that's the name. And then as I started to get more and more into this, I'm like, uh. when I heard other people, when I would tell them about it, they're like, spontaneously, spontaneously, right. luxurious. I'm like, you know what? Not I quite. see clearly I need to, you know, do some reconstruction. So right now, I'm just getting my foot out there. I'm, mm-hmm. getting, I'm putting my toes in the water. And um, right now I sell purses bags book oh, bags that's you know for all my I, I i watch people and i see people love to look good yeah so why <laughs> not do. you know why right. not let me help you out right. you know support me so i see in this era in this time a lot of women love lashes as you see i'm wearing my lashes they right look now. gorgeous by thank the way you, they're so you, long oh my goodness i, I have but that. see that's the thing I know people like you. I know people <laughs> like my mom. I know people, you know, that likes lashes, but they don't want the minks. They don't want the exaggerated right. lashes. They want something too simple much. Yeah, and classy. Those are simple and I have those as well. Oh, I might I'm have thinking to try about that out. Yes, yes. <laughs> However, right now, as I said, I'm, you know, it's under construction. I just, I feel like, you know, my purpose in life is is really solely for the people and. For you know, for the children. I, I, 
when I was in college, my college days, I actually was studying to be the advocate of children, be the voice of children. Wow. So that's why when I was pregnant, it was like I wanted to be mad, but I was like, no, I really wanted this, you know? Right. And I, I I, love my decision, you know? I, I smile, tears come to my eyes when I just walk in a room and her, her face lights up, you know? And it's just, it melts my heart because, I, don't get me wrong, I had thoughts of abortion. You know, because of the situation I was in, right. I was just like, you know, I should try again because I can't do this. But because you tell yourself you can't, you won't. And I told myself, I'm like, I can't, but I can. Like, I know I can. I, I feel like I can. We, we thought, we talked about that before. Like, she wasn't an accident. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie. Like, she was an accident, but it was shocking because I was like, oh, right. I really did do this. Right. Like, so... We would talk about that, and we'd be like, man, we're not ready. Like, we don't, we're not physically ready. And then, you know, I started calculating. I, I started calculating. I'm like, well, technically speaking, we have nine to ten months to get it right. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like by the time she gets here, she'll be all right. Right, right. And you, you did it. No. And I just really hope that there's so many, you know, young women. Well, I hope everyone listens to this podcast. I hope I hope, I hope that if there are any young women in crisis pregnancies listening to this podcast i hope so man i hope i hope that they hear your story and just hear you you just you just joy radiates from you you know like i mean from all of you yes and it's just evident that you guys just made the right choice and now you're just like living with that joy and And it's not even though it's not right exactly it's like and even though it's not easy yeah Right. You I can just tell that you know you're happy, you're you're trying your best, you're making a wonderful life for her. And it gets hard. Don't get me wrong. I don't wanna make it seem like oh it's peaches and cream. Right. Everything will work. It's hard. But don't give up, you know? Right. Because what what's that gonna what's that gonna do? Literally, like let's be real. Mm-hmm. What is giving up going to change? What is it gonna do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, it's just it's gonna pointless. leave you with regret. A lifetime I wish I wish I could have did this I wish you could have you can right. you know and for women out there with that's struggling there is help out there there is resources there, there is so much help there there are there are people out there that genuinely genuinely like project love like project love exactly. genuinely wants to help people exactly. you know and, and like you say give that boost give you a little push you know when right. birds have when when birds have their their eggs and their babies, and then their babies get ready to fly. They yeah. push the thing out the nest. Push. <laughs> they say, nope, you got it. And then from there, they realize, they believe in themselves. That's a perfect example. Birds mm-hmm. have to believe in themselves to fly mm-hmm. because they get pushed out of the nest, and then they feel like they're falling. They're like, no, I don't want to die. Not yet. And they're, right, oh. right. And they're just, they have to do it, yeah. You know, they and find the strength within themselves. And during this journey, I really revealed to myself, like, you're stronger than what people have made you believe you are what you've made yourself believe that you are and it's only up from here like I'm not perfect I'm not super successful but I am working for that I mean Project Love just helped me so yeah (laughs) and we can all see that yes wonderful I I appreciate you you. well Electa thank you so much for joining live chat this has been so wonderful talking to you speaking for myself And for the rest of the team at Illinois Right to Life, we want to thank you for the inspiration you have given us. 
And to our listeners and supporters, if you've enjoyed today's conversation, please visit our website, IllinoisRightToLife.org, and consider donating to support this podcast and the other work we do to protect life. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time. Thank you.